Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily. Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. We got a ton to hit on here. Our buddy Reed Wallach is going to join the show. Coming in about 20 minutes to talk some college hoops, some futures, even some nets. We know he's a big nets guy. And I, I believe when we had Reed Wallach on in the summer, he was all over Cam Thomas with a big night last night. For the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll get to, to read uh, great guests coming up in 20 minutes. We're going to hit on some NCAA tournament sleepers one month out, just about one month from the tournament tipping off some teams that we think could pull upsets. We'll give you the odds and, and where they, they rank right now. I think I wouldn't be surprised if one of the teams that we talk about in the next few minutes ends up with a run close to or two a final four hoops are happening. College basketball's biggest stage is right around the corner on prop swap. Now it's time to find those Cinderella's, while the odds are high, so get to your sportsbook, buy a handful of tickets, and list them on PropSwap. Dark horses happen every year. So download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, let's do it as a – we'll do it like cash to trash it with some Cinderella's here. Who we uh, who we start with first here, Paul? So let's start with the eight or nine seeds that you think could upset a one seed. And I'll okay. just start off by I'm, I'm going to trash one right out of the gate so you guys don't have to. TCU. TCU right now is listed as a nine seed. They stink. Like, just looking at their offense, they're like 300 or worse in pretty much most of the offensive categories. Um, so I'm going to trash TCU. But other than that, some of the eight nines uh, in the mix could be Boise State, Seton Hall, Indiana, Based on current bracketology, Colorado State, Notre Dame, St. Mary's, Loyola, Chicago. We see it all the time. All the time. So of those, let's start with who are you who you think could who would you cash it? Who do you think can upset a number one seed? Maybe make so St. Mary's is certainly a good one. Uh, they're a good team and they play in a good conference. Uh, Loyola, Chicago's been here. We, we like you said, we know what they could do. This wouldn't shock anybody. But the one of that group that I was looking at this morning. I like Colorado State. So they're 20 and three. They are, I think, top 30-ish to 33 or so in Ken Palm. They have five players averaging 37% or more from downtown. Like that, that's basically your whole team. Um, you know, 37% is pretty good in college. It's good at anywhere, but it's certainly good at college basketball. And they only average 10 turnovers per game. So I'm getting a team that Ken Palm likes. They don't turn the basketball over, and almost everyone they put on the court can make a three. Now, that feels like the formula to me. If they get hot in a certain game, they could beat somebody. I, I like them, and I think – are they an eight right now? I think that you said they're in the, this obviously eight-nine group we're talking about. I think they're an eight in the latest yeah. bracketology. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Colorado State pulled an upset. I like them. All right, so I'm thinking about – this one was tough – I'm going to go with Indiana. They do struggle to score, um, and there is some concerns there, but they did beat Perdont. 
So yeah. I do feel like, you know, some of the teams that they've played, when you look at some of these eight and nine seeds, you look at their conference and how good, how strong is it? I mean, that's, that's kind of always been the issue with like a Gonzaga. They're always really good and at the top, but like they don't face a lot of good teams. And then when they get to the tournament, it's hard for them. Um, <clears throat> so maybe an Indiana for me. Okay. So um, I'll get more specific in a minute here, but now I'll just open the floor to you guys. Anywhere on the board you want to go, hey, I like this team. I think they could be a Cinderella. I think they could make a run. Uh, Joe G, let's start with you. All right, my, my team. Like when I like I wrote down a few teams here. The team I love the most, uh, as I look at the latest bracketology, kind of look at wh where they're at with their what they've done this season. San Francisco. So that they might be the least talked about good team in college basketball. They're eleventh, I believe, in in the latest Joe Lenardi bracketology. They're an eleventh seed. Mm. They're overshadowed by Gonzaga in their own conference. So like they're yeah. never going to get talked about. And St. Mary's in that conference. So it's like. They're like the third team in that conference. Like, who's talked about the West Coast Conference? They're 25th in Kempom rankings. Good defense, good rebounding. And they just gave Gonzaga a fight. They played them a week ago or recently. And, and they've played with them. They are right now 35-1 to 1 to make it to the Final Four. The odds, the odds are pretty darn – like, for an 11 seed, 35-1 to 1 to make the Final Four, I feel like that's telling us something. Like, they're better than people think. San Francisco is a team that I – I'm already excited to bet San Francisco in their 11-6 or 10-7 matchup that first day of uh, of the tournament. I like that team. Hmm. I I kind of like Wisconsin. Um, they've got that guy Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, mm -hmm. Tyler Wall. Um, I think this could be a team that makes a deeper run than people are expecting. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for Wisconsin to make some noise. They are okay. good. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Joji. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like Wisconsin. They are with a 31st right now in Kempom. Where are they in in, uh, in Lunardi? They are Wisconsin. a four. Yeah, that's – I always feel like when you kind of look at the brackets and you play this stuff out, I was – depending on who it is, right, and, and who the, the ones and twos are, I hate the – I hate back and four seeds. There's something about having to take the one – like unless you think the one is very vulnerable – I always like I, I, sometimes I like a team that's more on the five or six line because you feel like mm -hmm. it's an easier path to get to an elite eight or whatever. But it was the, the whole Big Ten is interesting because it's been jumbled. I mean, you have all these teams kind of playing each other and beating each other. I I think the Big Ten's pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if we look up in you know the Sweet Sixteen and we get a bunch of Big Ten teams. I don't know if they have any top ten teams in the country really, but they have a bunch of. I don't know, between 10 and 30. They have a bunch, 10 and 40, a bunch of those teams. So they're battle-tested. I like Wisconsin, Aaron. So one that I, I want to fade is Duke. I think they've got a lot of talent in a weak ACC. Um, there really isn't a good or a strong second team in the ACC. I think if you take a look at Notre Dame and put them in the Big Ten or the Big 12, they would struggle. Um, so that might be a team that has a lot of talent. But if they go up against a team like Arizona, um, I think that could be a mismatch for them. If you look at um, Kempom, the next best ACC team after Duke, Aaron, is ranked as Virginia Tech at 26. Wow. And then we don't see another one to wake for us at 35. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like for a big conference. So you can make a good case. Duke hasn't been really tested at all. 
And we all want to trash Duke on this show. Of course we do. If we don't, Duke, fade him. Get him out. <laughs> fade them all. Um, okay. And then, like, just looking at specific 512 since we kind of talked about it. And I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I do feel like I read something last year heading into the tournament that 413 is becoming a little bit more 512-ish. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more susceptible to the upsets. But right now we've got Ohio State against Creighton or Oregon. That's a 512. A Texas against North Texas, who rivalry game as a 512. Uh, North Texas upset Purdue. That was last year, right? Um, I believe it was. Yep. Yep. Alabama against Chattanooga. That's a 512. Michigan State, who just stumbled against Penn State against Davidson, who's leading the Atlantic 10, I believe. So those are some 512 candidates um, out there as well. I will say a 413, Houston. I like Houston, but again, they're a team that can go scoreless for like 10 minutes at a time. So that could be dicey. So, uh, yeah, you, if Houston faced a team that can hit their threes and like, you know, obviously they're getting threes and Houston's have these scoreless streaks for five, 10 minutes at a time. That could be a problem of the ones you mentioned there. I like that Davidson team. And I know it's weird to say like, oh, I'm going to not, I'm going to go against Tom Izzo and Michigan state in the first round. But that, that is one. I think Davidson's pretty good. When I was looking at, at teams that, I think are a little better than the record or, or just like their seeding in this tournament. Davidson's one. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked that that I'd be tempted on that. If we got a Davidson Michigan state game in the first round. Well, how do we feel about Kansas? Um, are they the best big 12 team or are we going to see another big 12 team like a Texas tech um, or Baylor make more noise? I like Baylor better than Kansas. Mm-hmm. Kansas is good. Um, what are they? What, they're 21 and four now. Yes. Yeah, they're good. I I still like Baylor a little bit better than Kansas. Kansas had a nice season, but I I, I like Baylor a little bit better. Yeah. I was looking, if there's one, it's funny because we were looking at bracketology, right? But if there's one team that's not in right now, that if they do get in, if they win their conference tournament, Paul, I, I found this one for you, a directional Alabama school. Alabama, Birmingham, UAB, they're not in the tournament right now, but they, they're, they're pretty good. They're top 50 Kempom. They are top 30 in offense and defense and turnover percentage. And they only have one loss this season by more than six points. Like they played with, even when they lose, they played with everyone. I like UAB. They feel like a 12 or 13 if they win their conference. Say less. I, I'm automatically on, on board with them. You know, they've got the Alabama thing going for them. Um, I do feel like a team like Seton Hall, when they play their best game, they can knock off anyone, but they are so inconsistent. Um, Boise State's been a little bit of a surprise out in the Mountain West this year. It'll be interesting to see if they can kind of hang on uh, to the end. Like a team like Colorado State is starting to figure it out a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I'm looking at that three line. I have a real tough time. We we talked about that Nova bet the other day. And if you bet Nova plus 150 to win the Big East, you're sitting pretty well right now. Like they won that game and now they got a leg up on Providence. They still probably got to win that last game of the season. At three, like I see Providence, a team that plays slow. Again, this is projected right now. against a Liberty team that plays slow but can shoot the lights out mm. and, you know, shorten the game. That seems like a dangerous spot for a team that, I just don't know if they're that good. Um, and then we talked about Duke. 
UCLA is interesting. Like, and, and yes, Texas, Texas Tech too. They, they both those teams play ugly, and Mick Cronin, you know, they, look, they had a heck of a run, but weren't they? I mean, they were. They should have been dead against Michigan State again in the playing game. So totally, it's. Um, I mean, I'm just excited that a month from today, March 17th, is when the games start. Well, I love that the real games. Right. I love that we're, we'll be leading into, like, basically tip-off Eastern time, right? Because tip-off is usually like, like 12, 10, 12, 30, something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Like, the, the nice little five minutes of golf this morning, but that's going to be, like, on steroids that Thursday. Yeah. Yes. We can do deep dive previews for the people. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the next day we'll have what? What is so? How many games are in on day one? H- half, right? Obviously, half of half 16? of sixty-four. Right. Yeah. So sixteen games. We'll have to react to whatever that next day. Yeah, we're we're close now. Um, as as I looked at it this morning, and I was thinking about the top, I, I understood why more now that I looked at the odds and and the and the most recent odds. I mean, we have what three teams, maybe three at less than ten to one. It, it, there's a reason for it. I think this is wide open. I I won't be surprised if one of the long shots we mentioned in this segment ends up making a run to an elite eight. Like I just feel like it's that kind of year where it can it can absolutely happen. Right right now, over at Fanduel, you have three teams less than ten to one: Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky. That's it. Everybody else is. 10, 10, 14, and, and obviously so on and so forth. So um, one thing I was thinking about is, you know, I'm the newest to gambling on the show is the strategy. Like, is it, you know, upsets early, chalk late, maybe some money line parlays early because some of the, there's not going to be a lot of value on, on these favorites. Like, how are you guys already anticipating, you know, attacking this? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So the one thing I was looking at today when we were putting together our, our favorite Cinderella's, I, I think it makes way more sense for them. Like if you're going to take a Cinderella, I'm going to jump in on to make the final four, like throw a, a, a little bit on there, right? Because okay. to, to, so to bet futures. Sanford, 
Right. To bet San Francisco or any of these teams we talk about, Davidson, to win the whole thing, that's hard. It's it's hard for the Cinderella to, to actually do that. But if you get the right bracket, like could, could one of these we see this before, George Mason, like we've seen these weird teams make a final four. Like so San Francisco's 35 to one to make the final four, one one fifty to one to win it. There's no way I'm betting them to win the NCAA tournament, but <laughs> but I would take 35 to one to make a final four, just something like that, that kind of future. Okay. What about you, Paul? I will, I'll be looking to fade the bottom teams of the big conferences that get in, like okay. a TCU, like an Indiana, like an Iowa State, because they're getting in on the strength of their conference when right. – a lot of times it doesn't mean the conference is that good. It just means like they're, you know, the, the metrics obviously build them up and they're beating each other up. But when you get against other teams, they, they're just not that good. So Iowa State, TCU, uh, Indiana, teams like that, um, you know, Boise State, TCU would lean towards Boise State right now. Seeing Hall, Indiana kind of, you know, that could go either way. Um, like North Carolina against USC is like a 7-10. I don't really necessarily see an edge there. I guess I'd lean USC. But I think in like a good smaller school or from a smaller conference against like a big school that just because from a big conference, I would lean towards the smaller school. And do you are do you bet like game by game? Or are you into futures or like do you bet chalk? You know, what's kind of the, the best strategy as it starts? I always feel like well, seven, I, ten, I mean, you, seven, ten, eight, nine, depending on the matchup. Sometimes you, I think there's the best value on those games. Like, like what Paul no. was saying, let's use Michigan, right? Because Michigan and Lunardi has them as a first four out. Maybe they make it in. They might be overinflated, right? Like they might be a, a slight favorite, yeah. even if they're a ten. And you're like, that team's better than okay. them. Okay. Okay. Like Colorado State, like Notre Dame, it. Colorado State, right? Without thinking twice. Totally. All right. I'm excited. We're a month away from all this. We'll continue to hit college basketball, current and future. We'll dive into some NBA. And Reed Wallace is going to join us with futures in both sports and his nets, how he's feeling after the big trade of James Harden. Joe G. Aaron Hawks with Beck Daily right here on the Beck Network.